Welcome to this Cybersecurity Magazine podcast. This episode, I'm joined by a number of people who I will introduce in a second to talk about the telecom security landscape, how standards and Etsy play a role, and how we can encourage the next generation of standards professionals. Um, so with me, I have Alex Ledbetter, Chair of Etsy TC Cyber, David Botswalik, Director of New Technologies at Etsy, and Claire Desclair, Director for Membership Development at Etsy. Um, thank you everyone so much for joining me today. Great to um, be here, Philippa. Thanks. Good morning. Hello. Yes. Good morning, everyone. Um, so just to kind of kick things off by looking at the telecoms landscape and the, and the future of telecom security, um, Alex, perhaps you can start. What are some key kind of security challenges currently we're seeing in telecoms? Cool. Um, great question to start us off. And for those listening to this, um, yeah, I'm chair of TC Cyber, but also GSMA's technical security director. So I'm going to come at this from very much a mobile um, landscape. We're an interesting year to sort of set a perspective on this with 2023. So last year was very much 5G year of the RAN. Mm -hmm. 2023 onwards into 24 is very much 5G core. So we are going from a, a mode of 5G was great. We had all the media launches, but we're actually now getting to the point of proper 5G core launch. So the first thing to look at with the security landscape is there's a load of new stuff, and let's call it that, Mm -hmm. that is going to be brand new for the attackers to have a go at. So one of the things we can sit here recording this now, um, or indeed in a month's time, is we know that there are going to be new attacks. There are going to be new opportunities uh, for security vulnerabilities to appear. So it's a really exciting year in that sense. In terms of the basic landscape, um, it's interesting. I was talking to some colleagues about this yesterday. GSMA releases an annual security report. We're just in the basis of, Mm -hmm. of looking at that. Nothing much has actually changed in that the basic ransomware, unpatched vulnerabilities, poor handling of or lack of things like CVD schemes, so coordinated vulnerability disclosure, which Etsy um, is one of the few organizations that actually does have a scheme in standards. Um, Mm -hmm. So actually a lot of that hasn't changed. The sad thing is, and again, we look at things like IoT security, it's it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily getting better. What is becoming more important though, is the regulatory landscape that underpins it is starting to get teeth. So the other factor for Mm -hmm. me is that regulation is starting to grow. We've got CRA, we've got CSA, uh, Cybersecurity Act. We've got the 5G scheme for that coming along uh, around about November, I think now. Uh, We'll Mm -hmm. see that go out for public draft. So lots of exciting technology things going on. The attackers aren't going away. We've got the background of the Ukrainian war, obviously 5G, private 5G will underpin critical national infrastructure. So the other threat that is around is the fact that some of this stuff, and again, I'm going to call it stuff, is becoming more of interest to the attackers. So we're going from a mode, for example, with 5G, where people are no longer just using it for downloading smiley cats, which is mm-hmm. great, but it's, it's not really that interesting for nation state attackers. To all of a sudden, 5G is going to underpin the next generation of things like aerial transport, industrial systems, critical national infrastructure, power, water, light, rail, mm-hmm. all of those key things will eventually sit on 5G. So the real sort of landscape thing for me at the moment is what is the impact of that? What threats are we going to see that we haven't seen before? But the incentive for the attackers is now going up as well. There is more stuff of value for them to have a go at 
rather than just mm-hmm. be irritating and go for bulk spam and ransomware and all the good stuff they've done for years at low volumes, or at least in terms of um, low margin per attack, but in great mm-hmm. volume in terms of the number of attacks. That That's not going to change. Okay, thank you. And when it comes to kind of Etsy's approach to standardization for kind of um, 5G and all the use cases that it has now, what is the focus when it comes to security of this, um, when you talk about all the types of attacks that we can be seeing? So, I mean, Etsy, um, obviously most of those listening hopefully know this already, but Etsy is the originating home of digital mobile technology. So GSM um, is a product of Etsy. So pretty much every sort of mobile system in the world has its roots, certainly from the Western European perspective. Uh, CDMA, notwithstanding in in US, which died Mm -hmm. out, uh, comes out of Etsy. So we we have very much a secure by default approach to standards. We do like to set the bar high. We do like to have good security by default. We also like to have things like CBD schemes. Again, I've talked about this. It's important to look at standards and any technology and talk about when somebody is going to get in and what happens. Not mm-hmm. well, nobody will ever get in. A standard's great. We can set it for ten years, never change it. So that that's one of the ethos is is very much we look at it upon how do we improve it so continuous improvement we look for them to be open and industry inclusive Mm -hmm. and also we like them to be freely downloadable in order that the research communities can get in and have a look at them Um, one of the great strengths of etsy and 3gpp is that researchers do pull them apart and go do you know what you could do better there that's wonderful the next version you know gets better um so those are a number of the things we sort of look at obviously etsy is the the coordinating partner that runs through GPP underneath from its GSM heritage. Most of the 5G work is done in there. So the focus actually um, for 3GPP at the moment is very much sort of next generation private networks, satellite security, and also off the back of the Cybersecurity Act, there's a very large focus on certification. So actually mm-hmm. proving that the stuff in the field actually does what it's supposed to do. Um, and when hopefully we get to talk about um, Etsy Cybersecurity Week coming up um, in a little while, I guess, that's actually one of the underlying themes of that is very much 5G in the field, operational security aspects, not standards on paper, which while they're awesome, um, I'm always far more interested in what you do with technology and standards, mm-hmm. not, not the theoretical discussions of where the comma goes in a standard. It's important, but it's yeah. the operational stuff that matters. Yeah, I guess that must be quite a challenge trying to kind of implement these standards practically in the field with the variety of use cases that 5G is predicted to have. Yeah, yeah, I mean, very much so. And it's a sort of learning exercise. Again, you've talked about the threat landscape. One of the things that things like private 5G is going to bring is a whole load of systems and processes. We think sort of industrial factories and things with lots Mm -hmm. of legacy, big spinny motors or whatever it is that your factory does. Most of that kit was never designed to be connected to the public internet. So for all of the good security that 5G brings, we have to accept there is a lot of legacy kit um, that needs to be connected. There are a lot of processes and systems that were never intended to, to be connected up. And 5G will obviously power the expansion of IoT. Um, yeah. Even under 4G, IoT is nearly everywhere. That's not going to go away, although... 
the latest numbers seem to indicate that the growth curve's flattening off a little bit. Um, but all of those devices are going to, you know, present lots of opportunities. And we also have to remember that while we can say in standards or technology, we'll make the security improvement, that's great for $2,000 iPhones. But mm -hmm. if, you're, if you've got a load of legacy kit in the field, you're not going to replace that. So it's also how we manage the tail of devices, mm -hmm. especially whether in things like embedded systems and difficult to change, they have got to coexist. And again, when we look at things like quantum migration, quantum migration isn't something that's suddenly going to be a big bang. We're all going to go post-quantum. Yeah. Actually, we're going to be stuck with a whole load of pre-quantum devices mixed in with those for quite long periods whenever that happens. So the important thing for standards and technology is also agility. We always have to think about how do we change when that vulnerability occurs? How do we mm -hmm. swap an algorithm out? How do we change a standard out? Um, rather than necessarily what's the right answer today. Yeah, definitely. Um, and something else, I mean, we've spoken a lot about at CSM, it's been in the news a lot, is um, AI um, and the security of AI. How does that come into standardization as well recently? Yeah, so so Etsy's had a, um, actually, until, re until the start of the year, I used to chair it. Um, Etsy has a an AI standards group. Um, very much looking at sort of future of AI. It has a sort of three-way paradigm of defending AI itself and then mm -hmm. AI used for defense of other stuff and AI used for attack of other stuff. So effectively, there are three purposes that you can use AI for in that sense. And from a security perspective, the way in which you defend those is different. Um, AI... It, it, it's an interesting one. Some people will say, well, OK, AI is not that much different from a security perspective. Um, and to the basic, how do you secure the infrastructure underneath? Actually, it's not that different. However, okay. the, the where it really gets sort of more challenging, and again, ISGSAI have looked at this in quite a lot of detail, is some of the sort of inadvertent effects of AI. So... Um, when, for example, it's used in automation systems in telecoms networks. Let's take something simple like this. Automation's great, but when you look at it from a security perspective, do you necessarily want an AI process having full control over loading decisions mm -hmm. when the network's suffering from a DDoS attack? So AI for me, there are aspects of it that are you know, bread and butter security challenges. But there are other aspects of it where AI is not a router. Its challenges are different. Its threats are different. Its data mm -hmm. models are different. When you look at aspects like the European sort of requirements um, around data protection and GDPR, the right to be forgotten. When your data has mm -hmm. been consumed into an AI algorithm as part of its learning function, and you say, do you know what? I want to be forgotten. That means trying to remove that. You're also mm -hmm. then extending into things like explainability. So actually trying to say to people, why is the decision that an AI algorithm has made fair? Now, it may be fair, it may not be fair, but it's that explainability factor is one of mm -hmm. the biggest challenges. And then you've got things like the AI Act in Europe looking at high risk systems. that again, is looking at those sorts of concerns um, so that the European citizen or in fact global citizen you know, can install some form of trust in this. And that's where you get back to with AI or any other system. Um, zero trust, again, something that the standards bodies are starting to talk about a lot. 
it's it's how do we instill trust how does um, the average person on the street go do you know what i trust this more than a person or less than a person as the case may be that's really the security challenge is how do we do that um the route mm-hmm. we do it um you know is obviously changing ai is not a a constant thing the that that we say is ai today won't be the same tomorrow till we get to ag artificial general intelligence whether that's sort of some form of machine learning or whatever it is today ai will evolve new applications new systems it's a sort of moving field so the other challenge for security is that mm-hmm. whatever we do has to evolve with that um but as i say it's uh, isg sai and etsy was the first real security group um ever set up to look specifically at ai so again etsy was ahead of the curve there mm-hmm. that must be a huge challenge within standardizations and standards but trying to almost predict what the next threat is going to be from these new technologies yes exactly um th- thankfully that's no longer my challenge because i don't share <laughs> the group anymore I'm, I'm very much focusing on 5g mobile at the moment but yeah i, I certainly wish my colleagues in etsy uh, luck and they're mm-hmm. doing some great work uh, progressing that and again at etsy security week um one of the right security conference i'll get it right the second time mm-hmm. uh it, it is one of the big themes i think on the fourth day of the event we'll be looking at the work we've been doing in there um and some of the experts talking about the great um well well talking about the great standards work they've done but also the more practical implementation of and mm-hmm. what have they done with it going back to um what do you do with standards not what are standards for the sake of standards yeah and that kind of leads us quite nicely on to looking ahead to kind of future technologies um, that uh, perhaps Etsy is already working on. The big one being um, 6G uh, that we at CSM have also been looking at. Um, so David, perhaps you'd like to take this one on. Um, looking ahead to 6G, what new technologies can we expect? What security challenges will there be that we're already seeing? Well, thank you, Philippa. That's a good question. Uh, luckily, Alex has covered most of the areas that will be evolving. Um, the big question around 6G is what will it be? And for the moment, mm-hmm. nobody really knows. There's a lot of um, uh, ideas, a lot of graphics, and the ITUR have done really good work on their 2030 uh, framework document where we can actually see how 5G will evolve into 6G, what the use cases may be, what the service requirements may be, and also what some of the underlying Technologies maybe. I always use the word may because only industry will decide. We'll see if a technology is good and then we'll see if it's implementable and if it is, mm-hmm. is indeed included in the 60 standard, which will come out around 2030. Again, I say around 2030 because even the delivery date of the first 6G service is up for debate. The target mm-hmm. is 2030, but some regions are saying they want to drop early for uh, sporting events. Some regions say oh, okay. let's delay a little bit later so we can have a quality 6G. You know, with with innovation, standardization, um, evolution, there's always a little bit of room for discussion, let's say. Mm-hmm. So if we assume that 6G is going to arrive first services around 2030. This means that 3GBP, which will certainly be involved in defining 6G uh, standards, will, we will be looking at it around 2026, 2027. I think they'll be looking at uh, early study items in release 20. So we've, they've just started release 18. They will be release 19, which is basically the end of 5G advance, the concluding specifications, will, which will then be maintained and evolved. And then we're going to start looking at 6G then around release 20, release 21. 
Um, in, in the meantime, we have this window of opportunity where Etsy, we can actually develop pre-standardization on some of those building block technologies. So if we look at the sort of the, the circle of eventual technologies which may mm -hmm. be part of 6G, it's interesting because many of them are just evolutions of what we have. I think what many of the operators are saying um, is we want or they want a, a soft evolution from 5G, 5G advanced 6G. They don't want something that will break the backward compatibility mm -hmm. with the existing technologies because that's being deployed today. 5G will be the network which will be us for the next 10 years, certainly. Um, so we need to make sure that that is defended and 6G will evolve from that in an elegant manner. There's very little um, revolutionary technologies which will break 5G when we move to 6G. Okay. That's important to clarify. There was always this de debate, 6G evolution or revolution? Let's say we're going to go, go for an elegant evolution. Uh, inside mm -hmm. 6G we will have, so 5G already includes millimeter wave frequencies. In, in 6G we'll look at moving up the frequencies to terahertz, sub-terahertz and terahertz, uh, in addition to the FR1, FR2, FR3 frequency ranges which are, will be expanded as well. Um, there will be more AI, so even mm -hmm. back to early 5G, there has always been machine learning AI inside um, 5G uh, solutions. Um, there will be more AI and the, the big change will be it will be AI designed for the network. So it'll be a term called AI native. So instead of taking AI okay. and deploying it in individual systems, we will have an end-to-end -end AI which will work from the device over the radio through the core network and back to the data centers or whatever. So it's, it's a much more integrated AI in the 6G system. That's opportunity and challenge. As Alex said, it's a great opportunity for hackers. They'll be able to get in on the mm -hmm. radio part and then access the data center and, and, and maybe bring down the core network. So when you have a complex system, so 5G is already a really complex system. When you evolve that into 60, which will be even more virtualized in 5G, we have network slicing, we have NFW, we have SDS, elements when you expand that into having an even more virtualized system a zero touch system which is basically designed to run itself and have little human intervention i wouldn't say mm -hmm. no human intervention but little human intervention there's a lot of um opportunity for hackers to get in and disrupt and to get data and as alex said the 6G system is designed to be deployed to more user areas. So basically 5G was the first generation that was looking at mobile networks for verticals, the first. Um, mm -hmm. Some, some good okay. work has been done, satellites, automobile, uh, factories, and these virtual private networks as well. We're seeing the first movements into vertical markets. 6G is designed completely to do that, connecting everyone and everything everywhere. Very simplistic marketing term. But basically you forget about the network, you just connect everything to everything and you have data flowing invisibly. When you do that, the business opportunities are even greater. So you can have connected uh, agriculture, connected vehicles, connected uh, businesses, everything will be connected, cities, so there'll be a lot of data flying about and being used and shared between different applications. Again, this is a beautiful opportunity or, uh, for hackers to get access to information. So mm -hmm. with the complexity of 6G and with the wider ecosystem, the bigger customer base, there is more interesting for people to do security attacks because there's there's more to win. Um, so as we move from 5G to, to, to 6G, let's say the cake will be bigger. Uh, so people will be looking at getting a slice of that bigger cake. And I'll stop talking now. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you covered a lot and um, it's really interesting, I guess. 
is there kind of this balance of, like you said, connecting everything, automating everything against the kind of bigger security risks that brings um, to everyone in consumers, businesses and, and so on? Yeah, I mean, it's important. It's not because we can connect everything that we will connect everything. And it's not because uh, we have connected agriculture that we will connect it to healthcare. We need mm -hmm. to maintain some security around the different verticals or some some uh, some limits around the verticals. Um, yeah, certainly we need to progress. It's not because technology exists that we will deploy it immediately. I assume mm -hmm. the initial 6G will be a simplistic 6G and then we'll move up to sub terahertz, full terahertz. We'll move up to optical wireless, visual light communications. There's a lot of add-ons which will come to a full 6G that we won't see in 2030. As with 5G, we didn't see everything in the mm -hmm. first release of 5G. So I think progress steadily validate the technology so these building block 6G technologies which we which we can do in Etsy ISGs we already have Etsy RIS which is one technology which is being deployed in 5G advanced 6G uh, reconfigurable intelligent surfaces we have Etsy sub terahertz terahertz looking at the 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 how terahertz may be in, used in 6G and we will certainly be looking at another another element soon which is how as you move higher up in the frequencies, uh, you can communicate and sense. So you have a concept of integrated communication and sensing. So in addition to sending mm -hmm. information, you can also sense information of objects and things and people in that communications okay. space. So again, this introduce, introduces wonderful security concerns and mm -hmm. also privacy and trustworthiness. So with a, each great technology, you always have an opportunity to study security. And we've always said, mm -hmm. let's do security by design upfront. It's not easy, but let's, no. you know, before we deploy something, let's say, is it secure? Is it sustainable? That's another aspect. Is it actually sustainable, both from a business point of view and from an energy point of view? And and is it doing mm -hmm. the right thing? Do we want to do this? So is it almost ethical? But that's uh, this is what the researchers think about. Yeah, I guess it's it's tricky because you have all those kind of elements that 6G will bring, um, especially you mentioned it, Alex mentioned it before with AI, the idea of data privacy, um, uh, being kind of an intrinsic part of security as well. Um, I was just wondering, what is Etsy kind of covering that side of things as well? That kind of data privacy, being able to kind of, um, you know, take your data off if you needed to, or wanted to. Probably a question better for Alex on that side. Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, I was waiting to jump in on a couple of things actually. Um, yeah, no. So the when ISGSAI, certainly from an AI perspective, looked at its original problem statement, SAI 004, actually nearly four or five years ago now when they did that, that was <clears throat> one of the fundamental aspects was, was the sort of privacy challenge. So yes, absolutely. Um, Etsy being a European um, mm -hmm a homed standards organization it's a global standardization by what it produces but having its home in europe being an eso yeah absolutely privacy is something it very much focuses on but we do take a very much risk-based approach to it so um privacy for the sake of privacy or security for the sake of security uh, is something that some people like to do what etsy likes to do is to look at it practically and say well how do we 
or how do we get the users to get the best services and the best technology they can and actually be able to consume that and then how do mm -hmm. we do data privacy data privacy on top of that rather than necessarily saying well everything must be anonymous everything must be end-to-end -end encrypted and then actually you find you can't launch the services you want to because the use cases don't quite fit so um, one of the things to say it's he's very good at is making that balance and that's because it's an industry-led body um, mm -hmm. ultimately the standards that Etsy produces the technology it creates is driven by an industry use case needs so as David said with 6G it's all about the what do we want to do with the technology how can it make lives better and how can it be deployed um, what I think is also interesting and, and, and David talked about this um, sort of indirectly is people sort of forget with 5G, 5G is very much a product of 2014. Now, sometimes people go, whoa, whoa, hang on, no, 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 5G is an early 20s product. No, it isn't. The 2014 mm -hmm. product of 3GPP, 6G is likely to be in its, its early days, a product of 2025, but won't be deployed until 2030, probably 32. Um, so the other thing that people listening to this uh, need to sort of think about is, if you care about what 6G is going to do or what you think it needs to do, you know, now is the time to come and engage with standards communities mm -hmm. and others about this, because once the 3GPP machine starts its processes, it's actually quite difficult to change it. And a good example of that, and again, David touched on this, is 5G is not really cloud native or microservice by design. If you look at its architecture, it's still large monolithic blocks. Mm -hmm. that happen to be logical functions it's not really much different to 4g other than it has five uh, effectively web protocols on it not diameter and radius um, so there are aspects of virtualization 6g is likely to be far more um, cloud native microservice native zero touch as david said but also zero trust native and fully integrate satellite technology which 5g doesn't it sort of bolts it on as an add-on again because in 2014, that wasn't a requirement. So when you then flip back to your privacy question, you know, that is going to be quite an exciting space to work in because there's a whole load of challenges in there and a whole load of attacks and threats and opportunities for attackers to go, oh, I can get in over here um, that just didn't exist when we did 5G. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, bit of a long answer. It, it, it is top of the pile and really important, um, but there is no simple sort of answer of, you know how we attack some of this stuff now because it really continues to involve and that's one of the exciting things about being an Etsy is the fact that it does yes David yeah just to add on or to bolt on um, mm -hmm. what we're doing in Etsy also is working with the research projects so in Europe you have the yeah. SNSJU um, which is defining beyond 5G, 6G research. And a lot of those projects are looking at these new building black technologies, a higher level, what will 6G do and how will it serve different use cases, but also the individual technology research projects are looking at the security risks and, and what is involved. There are two projects and I'll get the name right. One is Privateer and one is Rigorous, um, both looking at different aspects of 6G security. So what we do is, in my my office, the net office, um, we mm -hmm. link into those projects and then we'll work with cyber and SAI to try and get them to just share information between research, 
standardization or research and pre-standardization. So instead of having wonderful researchers in their labs doing great work and standards engineers in a meeting room doing great work, mm -hmm. we try to bring them together. And we've seen with Claire, we've seen the number of universities and researchers in Etsy skyrocketing. I am exaggerate a bit, but it, it really going uh, quite important. And we're seeing more researchers getting involved in Etsy ISGs, these, these research oriented uh, standardization groups. So all, all this sort of alchemy around um, mm -hmm. getting research, early research into pre-standards or for standards, because we can't wait, as Alex said, we can't wait until 2026, 2027 to get it right. And also, we need to make sure that we get the industries involved. So this is very important to reach out to the verticals. Mm -hmm. in, the, in 3GBP, they have the concept of MRPs, market representation partners, which are basically automobile, factory, uh, and other uh, satellites as well. And if those industries are going to be using the 6G standard, we need to make mm -hmm. sure, sure that their needs are in the early 60s standardization work. So expanding that uh, vertical, that market representation base in 3GBP, then I would also say in Etsy. So I'd like to see Etsy next year maybe talking to some of those verticals. We've touched on cities, we've touched on agriculture, we've touched on satellite communities, but something I'd like to see for Etsy next year is maybe we can get those communities into Etsy so we can get mm -hmm. their pre-standardization requirements ready for 6G when the time comes in 3GBP. Yeah, that is so interesting because obviously we really do see 60 as a 2030 um, technology, but it, it really isn't, especially when it comes to standards. Um, I'm afraid I'm going to have to move us on because we're running out of time. But um, firstly, Alex, um, do you want to just kind of introduce the Etsy Security Week that's happening this October and what kind of topics and things you'll be including? Yeah, so I mean, it, Etsy Security Week, or now rebadged as Etsy Security Conference, um, mm -hmm. uh, we've managed to get it in Cybersecurity Month as well, which um, ticks all of the boxes. It, yeah. It's very much the the sort of standardization world's sort of flagship um, security event. Um, before talking about the, 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 the topics, what, what's great to see is we haven't even finalized the agenda and yet we've nearly filled all the seats. Um, mm -hmm. So if you are listening to this and thinking you want to come along, um, go to Etsy's website and uh, register um, before I tell you what's in it. So um, as, as David sort of already said, um, 6G is going to feature. We're going to be talking about 5G, very much 5G in the wild this year. So what, in other words, what the industry's done with it. Last year, we explored the standards. We're not going to do that mm -hmm. again this year. We're very much going to look at what we've done. Um, with things like the UK Product Security Bill, obviously people will have probably seen the new White House consumer labeling um, push in the US. Uh, both of those aspects are going to feature strongly. So EN 303645 uh, is having a rework this year, or the TS version is. So there'll be some exciting announcements around the extensions to the EN, very much taking community feedback on how to make it even better. It was good to start <laughs> with. It will now be even better. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. We will be talking about things like mobile device security. So there's going to be hopefully some exciting announcements. Um, at the point this podcast is being recorded, there have been some overnight on that. Uh, it mm -hmm. looks like the new protection profile will have been certified by the time people will have listened to this. If it's not quite, I apologise, but it should be nearly by the time this is uh, aired. Uh, so that will be coming along. We're going to be talking about zero trust, but we're also then going to be talking about regulation in the landscape. However, 
there are two key themes that we wanted to get into this year. One is research. David's <laughs> touched on that heavily. And the other one is how to engage with the younger generation. So what I, what I found was when I joined Standards nearly 20, 25 years ago, I was one of the pe youngest people in the room. Um, I'm still <laughs> one of the youngest people in the room. <laughs> I've simply got 20 odd years older than when I started uh, nearly fresh out of university. So one of the key aspects for us this year is to look at, and Etsy's doing some great work in this space, <laughs> is to look at engagement. How do we get better diversity into standards creation? Um, overall diversity, sort of ethnicity statistics aren't actually bad, um, but trying to get more women involved, trying to get younger um, people involved um, mm -hmm. who, who aren't necessarily 30 years into their career, mm -hmm. you know, is a yeah. great challenge. That again is one of the themes and we've got some great uh, keynotes and some presenters on day three and we are going to be very much focusing on that. So some of the same from previous years, some really exciting new stuff, research, mm -hmm. SME focus, it's going to be another great year and if any of my uh, co-committee um, members are listening to me uh, on record um, thank you very much for all your hard work um, it's been a great team effort to get it lined up so looking forward to kicking it off on the 16th of October uh, down in uh, Sofia and Tipolis. Fingers crossed it's going to be warm and not too sunny uh, given Europe's particularly hot summer um, but really, yeah. really good lineup um, and obviously great to have yourself Philip, and others also around uh, talking to people at the event I believe. Yeah definitely um, we are planning to be there and yeah I will put the link in the description below so anyone looking to sign up can do so now um, and what you finished on there thinking about how to bring in the next generation of standards professionals um, finally that brings me on to ask a question to Claire um, could you start by talking a bit about how Etsy is approaching education about standardization? Yeah, sure. With pleasure. Uh, I'll actually start with a quote, a quote from Malcolm X. Uh, it's quite well known. Education is the passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. And I think that is our approach. Mm -hmm. I mean, Etsy, Etsy really aims to inform and inspire students, teachers, and indeed anyone who is conscious of the importance of standards and standardization. Uh, education about standardization is, we think it's really going to allow current and future employees and managers to cultivate their competitiveness and in, innovation within their organization. I mean, I personally obviously consider standardization absolutely awesome because I'm mm -hmm. deep into it every day. But to learn about the underlying principles that bring order, structure, and reliability to complex systems such as those related to cybersecurity, can really equip you with really valuable skills. I think um, standards aim to provide a stable foundation for, for technologies, ensuring that investments in research, development and implementation remain relevant and valuable over time. So yeah, on our side, I mean, specific competencies are needed in industry. Knowledge <laughs> about standardization is one of them. Yeah, and as we discussed today, um, the technologies, the security challenges, they're all constantly evolving um, and it's so important to kind of um, bring in new generations to work on the standards to help protect us from these. Um, can you just finish, please, by talking a bit about what Etsy is currently doing um, to attract the next generation of professionals? 
Yeah, yeah, we have um, an education about standardization program. Mm -hmm. It was actually started in 2016. Um, okay. We've recently, well, recently, not that recently, 2021, we published a second edition of a textbook and teaching material with a slide set that is, actually, I can show it to you. It's a textbook. <laughs> this has currently been downloaded uh, more than a thousand times. We have around 50 universities using this material. It's available free of charge from our website. And I mean, the textbook is really complete. It comprises, you know, the basics of standardization, but then it talks about the ecosystem, about how standards are produced, about standardization and innovation. So um, David's areas, uh, the strategic perspective, and very important also the IPRs and the eco economic perspective. So mm -hmm. all of this is available. We're currently making this material evolve, creating a toolbox with maybe slightly more modern resources. Um, the aim is that people speak the same language. That is one mm -hmm. of the advantages of standardization. And we think that it will really en enhance people's career prospects and help people navigate uh, you know this is a complex industry you need to be able to navigate this industry and you're going to be mm -hmm. more effective if you if you know how it works so this is why we produce this this is why we are promoting this this is why we go out to universities myself and david to uh, share the information give it to the teachers and uh, the students and we also are collecting feedback from people, ideas about how this toolbox can evolve and any needs that people have specific so that we can help them, whether they be students or young graduates or, you know, um, you know people in the industry in general that need to know about how the standardization uh, uh, environment is to be used and that people can benefit from it. Great, thank you, Claire. So um, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but um, thank you so much, everyone, uh, for joining me today to talk about um, the telecoms landscape, security, 6G, bringing in that next generation of standards professionals. And like I said before, I will link to the security conference below so anyone listening can sign up if they wish to. And yeah, thank you all for joining me. Um, I wish you the best for the conference. Thank you very much. Thanks, Philo. Thanks for listening, all. That's goodbye.